0: Herbalactive, Herbal dot vcom Yes, Herbalactive.com. Use code DMAC25, D-M-A-C-25, for 25% off, yes. Now, the, for you guys at home, the difference between the THC free and the 0.3% THC, well, it's the cannabinoids interacting, or bottom line, you're on the list to the club. Yes, you're on the list to the club, the doorman's got your name with the little THC in there, cannabinoids know you're in the club. You're gonna get in the club, but you're gonna have to wait in line with THC free CBD, but it still works. HerbalActive.com, dmac 25. Tell them Darren McCarty sent you. It's that time, folks. It's that time. Yes, this is your host of Grind Time with Darren McCarty. Four-time Stanley Cup champion with your Detroit Red Wings. Or maybe they weren't your Detroit Red Wings, but we still got the four cups there. Uh, who do I got behind me? I got... Yeah, come mess with me right now. Yeah, I got Proby and Joey behind me. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Perry Vellucci. Perry, how are you? Good, Matt, Michael cool. McCool and the dog voice. How you doing, Mikey? I'm doing fine. Good, How's Andy, Stephen, and... Babbage, thank you for all the help, uh, Angel. We're rocking it over there. As we get to show uh, Tyler Bertuzzi, let me just get right to the fact because this uh, our guest is um, family member of the show. Uh, him and I got a lot of history. We're, we've become great friends, and uh, uh, Mr. Josh Reel, who's the director of the Russian Five documentary. If you do not know what I'm talking about, take a peek.
1: When you haven't won a Stanley Cup for 40 years, I don't care how much talent you
0: may or may not have, you're an underdog. The team I took over in 1982 was in the Detroit River, quite frankly. I don't mean to be rude or anything, but you don't have any kind of a hockey club. I knew that there were good players in Russia. The problem was there was an iron curtain.
1: There's no book, you know, you couldn't go anywhere and say, okay, how do you get a guy to defect? I knew one guy that spoke
0: Russian. I get to Helsinki, I notice a guy, I'm convinced he was their KGB guy. Literally, we're making it up as we went along.
1: I said, Sergei, this money's yours if you leave
0: now. It was interesting for me, it was like
1: a little bit exciting. My home phone rings and it's some guy from the State Department. Do you know the whereabouts of Sergei Fedorov? To which I basically said, yes.
0: Very quickly, you're like, hey, this guy's pretty good, you know? One of the most talented players I ever saw in my life. Scotty Bowman knew one thing that the Russian game is played in five man units. First time in the history, history five Russian guys playing in the same unit. That's said, let's go.
1: They played a different style. It was keep away. I mean, literally, they would play keep away. No way! What is this? Hockey night in Canada or hockey night in Russia?
0: Hasta la vista, baby. People questioned Scottie Bowman. They questioned if we could get it done. They're coming over. They're going to have to play the Canadian way. They're going to have to toughen up. <laughs> it's way beyond hockey.
1: American, Canadian, Swedish, Russian. They're all Red Wings!
0: None of this matters unless we win. The Wings and
1: the Flyers in a Stanley
0: Cup showdown. Awesome. Well, there, there you go. Now... Josh Reel, who's the director, uh, creator. Um, I guess we're working on uh, eight years ago now, when this sort of started, right? Like that. You want to give a just a <laughs> brief a brief recap for the uh, for the listeners out at home on uh, how this came about, and uh, you know, because we're gonna get into talking, because yeah. uh, as the Oscars nominations uh, just went by and stuff like that, this is a documentary that we can get into the logistics and the. About if, you know, it's not what you know, it's who you know in that business, and that's not what it's about, because right. we've talked before how this is a historical piece throughout history, so. Right. Something completely different. Yeah, it so give everybody know. at home a little bit of a quick back backdrop to how this started. And well, You know, I grew up here in Michigan, a uh, big fan of the Red Wings, you guys, what you were
1: doing, following it, and you know, Vladdy was my favorite player, and that accident really uh, affected me, and years later, I was in a car accident myself, and, and had a couple back surgeries, and. My grandparents got me a Konstantinov jersey just so I could wear over my back brace. But to me, it inspired me to kind of keep persevering and and get better and return to my dream of making films. And, And, you know, so my mentor, Al Reiner, who I was producing for him, you know, one day we were driving around East Texas and he said, what's the story you want to tell as a director? And so I told him, you know, the, the pitch of the Russian Five, and he's just like, oh, my God, you have to go make this movie. And I wasn't even a hockey person, you know, not from here, but he understood the significance the of the story. World, yeah. yeah, you know, from a storytelling perspective, right. it's just has everything you want. And then so, I mean, it was as, it'll was it be seven years, I guess, this summer, or eight years this summer, so it's like se- seven and a half now. Right. Uh, I On my 30th birthday, I just started by writing letters to everyone involved, you know, Stevie Y and Jim Lights and Jimmy D and Ken Holland and fortunately for me, you know there was a lockout that fall, so guys like Jim Lights and Ken Holland didn't really have anything to do.
0: So fast forward, right where we uh, you debuted the movie. The movie got done because we went to the premiere at the was, Fox.
1: Uh, Fillmore next day. Fillmore, door. Yeah, 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 Fillmore, yeah. and that was one. April 2018. 2 years. 18. It was two years yeah. ago. Okay, April, April 2018, so we're yeah. coming
0: up on 2 years. Now since then, yeah. since then because we'll touch on you've gone to you've uh, premiered in London and Moscow yeah. in Tel Aviv because I was there. Yeah. And that was awesome which is is but um New York I guess York during because I'm always and, and you could... if you looked to some of the archive clips as along the way, we've touched along yeah. along the process of it but you know I'm more interested in so it's two years since it's been released it's been released in different ways you've won yeah. multiple film festival awards yeah um, where are you at and yeah. and compared to where you were seven and a half years ago oh. what have you learned along the way because the one thing when we talk the lesson that you would take from today I think it's very important to share with the listeners of what you really realized about making making movies and doing things you love.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, first off, it's hard, and it's a, you have to love it, you know, because otherwise, the the bullshit that you have to deal with, which is constantly. Would you every say day.
0: that most people it's because they quit or because yeah. it gets too hard?
1: Yeah, or you know, I think most people it's not even that it's hard; it's that they don't feel like that success is coming, right. and so they want it instantaneously. You know, oh, I've put in a year of work, and why why am I not a you know? a success yet was the money not coming in. And that, I mean, shit, I fucking put in eight years of work and the money's not coming in, you right. know? But, it, but it's a, each thing brings you something different, you know? And so for this film, you know, I think would have brought us, yeah, you know, I personally haven't made a whole lot of money or anything, but to be able to travel the world, literally, you know, to go to the other side of the planet twice, go to Moscow and then to Israel, and to see how this movie affects people, um, and how it can bring people together you know whether it's a, a standing ovation from a Russian crowd in Moscow which they don't do you know normally they're just and they were they were cheering these guys you know and, and to the, the ovation that we got in Israel for you know a place where you would not think really connects with hockey and and so for me what I realize is like the the, pa- the payment is the knowing that you've done something that touches people just around the planet and and brings them together through something you know that shared 100 minutes everyone who's watching that shares the experience of what all of us experienced 20 some almost 30 years ago now you know when we were watching at home watching it on tv or sitting at the Joe, or you know watching you guys on the road whatever did you ever dream or envision that this would be your film could be worldwide like something like that
0: I mean, you know you, think you don't think about roll.
1: it, you know I mean you don't think about it, you just you want to make the best movie possible, and then
0: I think that that's important Josh to, and I'm going to tie it up with with what you're saying there is that it's about the process yeah. it's about what I preach here that when you realize the destination's an oasis, so in Josh's case, finishing the film or whatever, there's always something else you always want more, right. you always want more, so it's about the journey right, and along the way, it's not up to you or I who gets this it's about us putting our head down and staying true to the cause right and the best part about this movie which you can get anywhere you can stream, pretty
1: much now yeah it's it out, It's out. on
0: demand and all that stuff um but it's from player that was in it it's a hundred percent so real and so true yeah and uh what are what are um what are some of the things because uh like you said about traveling. Uh, yeah. What about London? Have you been to London before? You got to I had Canada? not
1: been to London um, nor Tel Aviv. Um, obviously, I had been to Moscow once when we were right. shooting the film, but you know, this was a completely different circumstances to go there. Um, but I mean, we could start with London, which was you know it was a it was a small little private screening, uh, but we were able to sell these sort of charity seats out and Igor came you know Eeyore was in yeah, London so Ariana. yeah you know so he, he came to the Q&A and he was super chatty which was great you know we, we got him in a great mood that night and uh, the audience just got a really special conversation um, which was cool you know and for me you know I I spent the morning walking around London in the rain listening to Radiohead and I walked to Alfred Hitchcock's house which you know for me yeah that you know it was pretty cool it was a very British That's- thing um, I had fish and chips for lunch, and,
0: and <laughs> but that's but that's what I love about you, dude. Because yeah. you are the when I talk to you about that. Oh yeah, you know like Abbey Road or Hitchcock, or you go out and you do that and you experience that because it's put you in this place. So, you know the one of the things. So that was there, but yeah. also um, about making the movie, how it worked. Because you had to come back here and do it, right? Yeah. So I mean, that's the one thing that you said to me is that is that what you realize? What's the lesson you realize is that go make a home? You said something about home to me. Well, about- sometimes you
1: got to go home to, to to fulfill something, and before you can go on another journey, you know, and uh, kind of thing, and, and the cyclicalness of this project, because you know this is home, right? Michigan right. is home. It's where I grew up. Um, it's where my heart's always been. But Austin, Texas, kind of, it became my second home. And it was really the first place where creatively I I felt like I was home. So I had to leave that home to come back to this home to get the film going. But then to finish the film, edit-wise, we had to go back to Texas. So I took it back there. I know. You know, and then we brought it back to premiere it and and festival and then the theatrical run. Um, And you just, you realize, you know, there's something special about Michigan and the stories from here and it affects people around the, the planet. So, I mean, you, you saw people, you're from Detroit and Israel and they're like, there's something about that. Yeah,
0: there is. And just, uh, you know, speaking on Israel because we were there together. Um, but just the embrace from not on from the, you know, the Russians and being able to go to the embassy and just to see, and to be able to yeah. talk to the people that, you know, grew up watching you from a distance or know who you are and, and appreciate, I guess, you know, the person you are, you mm. know what I mean? Like that you're really, and that's the one thing is that, yeah. cause I always tell everybody, Hey, psh, you're welcome. I took it from PG to PG 13, but what you did is you captured all of us in our essence right?
1: The personality. and
0: things like that. So what, so this is an ongoing, this will continue to go and, yeah. and all this stuff. So what is Josh real, the director, how does a director's mind work? Or do you new projects? And I, I, yeah. I, I wanted <laughs> you to mention how, and I know, and I, guys, it's a setup. I'm sort of like doing it because I know I talk to the guy all the time. So tell me about some of the ideas, some of the things that you have coming up or just sort of the ideas of uh, how it's not just documentaries, yeah. documentaries you're into but different sports stuff and different...
1: All sorts of different stuff. I mean, I, I don't want to talk too much about anything. No, but... but, you know, yeah, I'm working on something that's baseball-related. Uh, fictional. Yeah, t- and
0: and it was uh, interesting because I was talking to McCool earlier about Dombrowski, yeah. Dombrowski, former GM, who doesn't have. If you look around, it's first time in in a long time that he hasn't had a gig. Yeah. So to be able to talk to guys like that—that's that's when guys can take a break and you have a conversation with. It's pretty neat,
1: isn't it? Well, so and this is something you know you're, you're asking did I ever anticipate. It's a really it's really neat and it's really strange, you know, this professional who's like you know he built these teams that we used to watch and, and yeah. root for. I did not send him the movie. I, I didn't try to reach out to him, but he saw it, and right. he's a fan. And so yeah. just from that, you know, I was able to ask Jimmy Devolano, hey, can you make an introduction to Dave Dombrowski? And Jimmy D was like, sure, because Dave loves the movie. And, like, having seen the movie, then there's all, okay, let's have a, you know, Conversation. there's legitimacy. And so, yeah, we were talking about, you know, this is the first time in, like, 40 years that Dave has not been going to spring training managing right, a team. Right. And I was, like, joking with him, like, you know, it's not 40, but this is the first time in seven years that I've entered a year that I haven't been, like, pushing the Russian Five. I was like, what do you do with your time? He's right. like, oh, he's like, I've been hitting the gym in the morning, and by the afternoon, my friends are up. I'm like, ah, I'm the opposite. I go talk to my friends in the morning, hit the gym in the afternoon. So, yeah, you know, we'll see. Hopefully, uh, you know, some of these ideas that I'm kicking around. But it's open doors, in. right? Would you say yeah. that
0: the Russian fives are giving you the opportunities to – Again, um, yeah. Well, that's what it
1: sounds like. Just for him watching it, he's already like, "Oh, I, well, it's I, a I storytelling." Story yeah, right. the,
0: the thing is the storytelling. Yeah. When you can take and this isn't fiction, so this really happened. And when you can recapture it the way that you do, that's a talent. Yeah, and that's a talent to be able to with with all the people. Now, when we talk about you know Jenny and Dan and and the Russians and all the Ukraine and they intervolve, how mm-hmm. it's a global picture. Just like the team was a global team, right? It amazes me because it opens up. It's opened up the world to me to be able to travel to yeah. to so Israel, different things like uh, different things like that. Yeah. Um, how yeah. about Moscow? Uh, uh, Moscow? Well, this That's time hard. you know it was different. Is because la- last time you were you were being suspect and had to uh, Jenny had to tell him that Putin was coming. To, I mean, you were like making okay. things happen. So yeah. this time you were so, invited. No, no, but so here's you, the thing, though.
1: No. Right. Doing the film the so the first time we went to shoot the interviews, yeah, and actually it's it's funny because yes. We told the Ritz-Carlton Moscow that Putin was coming with Slava yeah. for the interview, so they would close down mm-hmm. the bar so we could get our shot. Um Putin did not come to the premiere. However, uh one of Slava and, and Sergei's friends, Misha, did. Uh, I actually ended up hanging out with Sergei and Misha later. Misha two weeks ago was made the prime minister of Russia. What? Yeah, you know, and, and <laughs> while we were there, Misha's like, you know. Hey, I love your movie. Um, can I sh- you know, have a private screening for my son for his birthday? So I'm like, yeah, here's my business card. Get a hold of me. And and so, yeah. Apparently, we've had a private screening for the Prime Minister of Russia's son. <laughs> As you
0: should. Um, no, I mean it's, it's the way that it, that's right. the way that it should happen. And 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 the love of because you never know how right. because you know when people leave and the communists and the walls fall, you never know really to react. So to see them react and to understand that that goes to show. To you, Josh, right. to, to the purity and the pure intentions. Now, not for the Russian Five. You know where to get it. I mean, I've well, talked I, about I, it for two years. i got years. one question. You better hurry up because right. there's more pressing issues so, I but have here's the thing. Yeah. So we all know how everybody here feels. Yeah. So literally, not just them, but I mean, the Russians as a whole, are they so proud of like what these Russians accomplished? Yeah, oh, God. Because you're thinking yeah. th- some of them, you know.
1: No, they, I mean, these, the Russian Five are still heroes to the Russian. And, and I'll tell you a really quick story. When we're in Israel... We're in the Church of the Sepulchre, right, where they buried Christ. And, and we're in there, and Slava is with us. And some Russian tourists see Slava. In the tomb of Christ, and they flip their shit because they want selfies with Slava Fatisov. And I look and I realize that Slava is taking selfies with these Russians literally in front of the tomb of Christ. Like that's, that's surreal. Yeah, it's super <laughs> surreal, but uh, that also shows you just like what level How he is right, in right. reverence to Russian people, you know? And, and it, like there were, anyone else that would be funny, right? Like, you no, know, let's go outside. For them, there was no thinking twice about no. the, the the awkwardness of taking a selfie right, with really him in there. Like it just it was made, almost like, it
0: made sense to them.
1: Yeah, it really it really seemed that him. way. Yeah. You right. know, so yeah, they they these guys are still you know revered and, and loved and
0: yeah. All right, more pressing, and this is grind time, and because this is pressing uh, information, uh, breaking news. I got to introduce uh, Michael McCool and the Dog Voice. Mike, you got something to here because uh, you and Josh share share some reverence for a certain. Well, my understanding is that uh, Josh has uh, some connections with Incubus. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and they are coming back now, wait, wait, uh, to DTE this before summer. Did, have you expressed to Josh of your. No, utter- it's too short of a notice. It, we didn't have enough time. No, but uh, no, your utter insanity for Incubus. Oh, like- I wouldn't say it's insanity. I, you know, we just we enjoy it. We, we No, you're big fans. I'm, I, we're, yeah, we're pretty big fans. So yeah. they're coming back. Do you know when? I don't know the exact date, but I just heard that they are coming back and tickets go on sale soon. Interesting. You so, guys share that stuff. Yeah. So, so you, you had Johnson's Incubus. Grind Time it, special. Maybe I'm gonna have
1: to try to get all. I haven't talked to this guy literally like 20 years, but yeah, but it don't matter, dude. dude he drove you. He
0: wrote he, Brandon Flowers, man, lead singer Incubus. You're Josh Real, director of the Russian. That's podcast. right. I mean, How about wrote, hey, you know, just we could so do a remote? Drew you for yeah, your birthday. Yeah, That's yeah. what I'm just giving yeah. the story.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, so when I was 18, I well, actually, I was 17, and I he's like Cameron Crowe <laughs> and, and almost famous. Give yeah, him the thing. I, <laughs> I, so I dropped out of high school to go out on Ozfest. Uh, to we film don't condone pepper. dropping
0: out of high school here, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do. And I, and I
1: went back and I graduated on time and all that. So,
0: Get your GED.
1: And actually, I I didn't even need to get the GAD. I got got the diploma on time, but it was a lot of work. Um, However, so that summer, uh, I was filming Taproot, who was on the second stage, but on the main stage was Incubus. So I basically spent most of the summer hanging out with Brandon and and Kilmore from Incubus. And yeah, um, for my birthday, they both drew me drawings, uh, personal handmade marker drawings. So Brandon's is hung up on my living room uh kilmore's is still in the thing because it's not as uh, photogenic but it's still pretty special mm-hmm.
0: that's but, pretty awesome dude. yeah, yeah.
1: Those, they're, they're good guys you know I, I haven't seen them in a long time but uh let's hook it up
0: yeah, yeah. anyways all right so now we're gonna talk my hockey stuff right. because guys this is huge because i don't know if you've seen this or not but this circumvents the new nhl Right, And it's called the Battle of Alberta. And (laughs) if you're not privy to the Battle of Alberta, it is Edmonton Oilers Calgary Flames. Now, I can talk about this because I played in Calgary and I've been a part of it. And I want to show you because not only is this my boy, Zach Cassian from Windsor, that that I'm so proud of him and and where he's come in his life. He just signed a big new contract and realizes how valuable he is to this team. Well, when Edmonton and Calgary, it's always that rivalry, and it sort of circumvents, I guess, the rules. They sort of go by their own rules, and it's sort of uh, what I mean by that. I'm going to show you a few clips and I'm going to explain along the way because it's sort of the closest thing you're going to get to the rivalry that that Detroit-Colorado had, but... So Zach Cassian and Matthew Kachuk. Let me paint you a picture. Matthew Kachuk is Keith Kachuk, who I played against in St. Louis, and he's a great player, but he's an agitator and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and and plays physical. Well, so does Cassian. So this is the first, the first meeting, three-three, where boom, Kachuk takes a run at Cassian, and that is about the third time, and the Cassians had enough, and he doesn't want him. He gets ragdolled him and stuff like this. And other and other does it. So anyways, caskets, and caskets it's uh, aggressor, two game, sus- two game suspension, but in the it's one of those that, you know, top like top he, top 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 he top top top. said, is that you're gonna keep running oh, me, and James then James James we're get gonna get have ahead. it done. Now he got suspended, he's which I'm not saying that, but the key point to this point is now what he does after this, right, now he's in the mindset. So, after the All-Star game, so here they're talking about the face-off right here, which is an Edmonton, whatever. And you see it because the way Kachuk, and you see because Cass is going to just hammer him where you know, but you got to love that he stands up to him. But if you watch at the beginning of the fight, Kachuk goes straight at him. He doesn't want to square off. But here's the thing. Point set, match made, right there. Uh, both guys answered the bell. Now, fast forward that you'd think that sometimes it quells down or it... It matters or it doesn't matter, but the game still go on and the battle of Alberta. So everybody there, no matter who they are, is talking, about, okay, you're a guy, my guy. No, 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 no that's, that's the thing. You're going to challenge him square up because you don't want to. That's what Chuck's got to do because he doesn't want to get hit or doesn't want to stand back and throw. When you square up, that means you're willing you're, to stand back grab, and take him. There you want to get it over with. Okay, so here, oh, look, after the whistle. So this is the other night, and, and this is, you know, The other game. So the goalie when the goalie usually gets into it like this. Now the caveat here is Cam Talbot, the goalie for Calgary, played for Edmonton last year. The goalie for Edmonton, Mike Smith, right here at center ice, played for Calgary. So the battle of Alberta, what I'm saying, old school, these guys are old school, he's stand at center ice. They know it's bigger than Batman hockey and all this wussified stuff. These guys care. It's bigger than that. Now, I want you to watch the fight. Because there's two guys that respect, and I watch. Watch when, so they go throw, throw, but watch the punch with Smith. When he goes down right here, how he pulls it up. Did you see that? He pulled that punch into his arm because it's not about, see, and the difference is I want you to understand. In the Cassian fight, he's going to hit him all the way down the ice. That was the show that was the respect that was bigger than both. That wasn't about Mike Smith and Cam Talbot. It was about the Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Beautiful. Flames. And that is what I love, not only about Zach Cassian, but about th- that they realize it's bigger than the game. By the way, that was a great setup. Nice job. Thanks. Did you? Uh, um,
1: this is as close as you can get to a rivalry and nowadays and then Well, people, yeah, it know. would be. And, and so but, but you look at how at it's playoffs, ingra- ingrained
0: so. and embedded and whatever and you, they have to have good teams in order for it so they're both they got to be in the playoffs
1: to, to really
0: Well, no, they got to both be competitive right. to fight for the playoffs right. or have an opportunity. If one of them sucks and the other one doesn't, right. it takes the luster out of it, right. but it's always been the same thing even when I was there. Mm. Chris Simon right. and George Larac and it was always the big and better game. All right. So, the last thing I got for you yeah. here, buddy, is uh I got to bring up the pictures of the uh, Dead Sea Dan Club. Yeah. <laughs> can I get a picture of the Dead Sea Dan Club up, please? Thank you. There it goes, Josh. You want to explain that? I'm going to explain my... Pr- so I'm taking a selfie of Aaron and Josh, and that's the Dead Sea. Yes, the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea. So that is, uh, as you can see, we are partaking the Dead Sea Dan Club. We named it the three of us. And so Josh is taking pictures. So that's. this is technically... Picture and picture. Yeah, it's like. Yeah. Dead exactly. Sea. That's it. Inception. And then I bring this up because, because this show people we get together. So the other day we up, upgraded it when we did the uh, did the Dabcast. Yeah. And, uh, stuff like that. Uh, on a recap um, about the Dead Sea, what was the thing that that amazed you the most?
1: Well, you know, I, I grew up off of Lake Huron, so I know like what it's like to go out in the lake and swim, and you know, the buoy of the water. And literally, just the second you start to lift your legs, the the buoyancy just kicks it up and you're just floating. Like, it, you really do just float. It's just a really surreal, cool feeling. <laughs> it, and you can probably talk about this better than I can because you had just gotten that fresh tattoo. But, like, yeah. they warned us, like, don't stay in the water more than 15 minutes or so. And at about, like, the 15, 20-minute mark, like, I got splotches on my arm. It yeah. started burning from the salt. and. I don't even want to know all that tattoo whatever. No, I was fine. Yeah?
0: Yeah. No, it was I wasn't in there that long, but it was cool to be in there. But uh I know that uh what an experience. Oh, God, and you yeah. see like Sodom and Gomorrah and all that stuff or whatever. And I hey, when they say there's nothing there, there's nothing there. All right, bro, anything else?
1: What else you got going on? Not much, man. We're just you know hitting the pavement on all these other
0: projects and hopefully we'll have something.
1: New cooking soon.
0: Well, it'll be interesting. And you know what? Anything to do with Josh Real, if he's got coming out, you'll find it here on Grind Time. So uh, thank you, brother. As thank always, you. Perry, you, Mike, David, Rainbow Unicorn, Stephen, Angel. Thank you here uh, from everybody at Grind Time with Darren McCarty on our Streamcast. Remember, remember no matter how many times you fall down, get your ass back up. That's Grind Time.
1: We're
0: out. Here at Grind Time, we're proud to announce fine folks at MyPillow are on board with the team. Right now, you can get two MyPillows for a very low price of $69.98, but only if you use the promo code DMAC. D-M-A-C. Use that promo code, go to MyPillow.com, and pick up a new set of Giza sheets or MyPillow dog bed. My dogs love theirs. Just make sure you use the promo code DMAC when you're checking out.